Matthew chapter 5, verses 13, 14, 15, and 16. You are the salt of the earth. But the salt have lost his savior. Wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trotted under a foot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You may be seated. This morning, I want to stir up the gift that's in you. And I want everyone, man, woman, boy, and girl, to examine self today. How many have noticed, and especially in the past two weeks with the storms, when you lose power, it affects everything in the house. It affects your attitude. The way you act. The way you feel. And all you can think about is, how long will this, yeah. <laughs> how long? <laughs> how long will it be when we have no power? The furnace don't work. And if the furnace don't work, it's cold. Where will we go? I went there last time. Somebody else is over there. Where am I going to go to stay? The refrigerator don't work. That means the food is going to spoil. I remember when we were living on Jefferson. In fact, it was right around the time we had just purchased the property in Brighton. And we were going from, and, and I believe we, uh, uh, Service was canceled on Thursday because we didn't have no power. And so we was headed to Brighton, and, and all these street lights was out. And I'm saying, what is going on? So we got to Brighton, and Brighton was bright. Amen. They had power. But we, we began to, to watch and see, and all of a sudden, uh, my brother-in-law took me downtown, and, I mean, there was cars like a mile back getting gas, getting gas. And we said, well, you know, we got power here. I wonder what's going to happen when we get home. And, and I didn't have much gas in the truck. 
But after so many hours and after it got dark, we headed on back home. And on the south side, when we drove down the road, all you could see and smell is folks cooking barbecue in the front and burning weed in the back. That's all you could see and smell. I mean, I mean, driving down the road and you could you could see the the the, uh, the barbecue pit, just fire burning and and all the barbecue smelling. Folks was cooking up because they didn't want that food to spoil. Amen. But they was burning some other things they didn't want to spoil either, I guess. But I find that nobody knows how to open a can today without an electric can opener. No power means no microwave. No coffee maker. No toaster in the toaster. Or smoothie in the blender. How many would even know today how to make toast without a toaster. You see, back in the day, I like back in the day, you can put some butter on the toast and throw it on, the, on a skillet. I'm preaching here, honey. I'm preaching. And, and brown it up, or you can put it in the oven and put some cheese on it. But that's what we that's what we did before they come up with toasters. Uh, this morning, we want to encourage you and let you know in Christ you are a light. Lights in the house come in all different colors, sizes, and shapes. There are all kinds of lights. They come in red, black, blue, even green lights. And the thing about a black light, when it comes on, it'll show you all of your defects. Depending on the time of year and occasion, it may be Christmas tree lights, decorating lights, even candle lights. Lights come large and they come small. Some bright, some dim. You have fluorescent lights, daylight, soft white. Some are 25 watt, 60 watt, 75 watt, 100 watt. But whatever the type, regardless of the size, regardless of the color, they all do the same thing. They give out light. God's children come in all sizes. Different shades, different strengths, different abilities, different ideas, but all have the same purpose, and that is to produce light. When you look at a lamp, that can produce light, we know it doesn't matter the size of the lamp. It doesn't matter the condition. It doesn't matter if it has a shade or not. It doesn't matter how old. What matters the most is that it brings light. 
And to do so, it needs a source of power. Now, Sister Sylvia, bring in the, I got a few examples. And I got to say, uh, in transporting this first example, it broke. But what I want you to know about this particular lamp, it has all of what's needed to be a lamp. Decorative, if you will. Lights to go in it. But the one problem with this lamp, it has no source. No way to light up and bring light. And just like this broken lamp, a lot of God's people are broken. They have everything, every potential to become and be a light, but they have no source, no power. This light, just normal, typical, not fancy. But what does it do? It is connected to a source. And as long as that source is there, and as long as it's plugged into that source, it brings forth light. Here's another example. It's got all kinds of, y'all can see this light, goes to this light, Load dims that there. <laughs> then it flickers. Now, what I want to say about that, that's just like some Christians. They, they, they got all kinds of, they shine, they dim, they shine from the wrong direction, and they flicker. What we need is a light that is consistent. Consistent and it shines where it needs to be shined. Now, here's the thing in the people of God, when we look at us as being light, God is our source of power. Like new technology, our power is wireless. We ain't got to be plugged up to any of man's devices. Our bodies are the lamp. The power source in our lamp is God's spirit. The bulb to the lamp reveals the light. In order to be or bring a light, we must have his spirit. Just like man's technology, the further you are from the source, the weaker the light, the greater the interference, the worse the reception. Losing touch with the word 
meaning you can lose what you need to be the light. We cannot afford an interference with our connection. We must stay in God's will, follow his work, and stay connected to his purpose. God has never lost his power. We just move from the source that has power. The reason things get weaker is because we're moving in the wrong direction. Faulty or bad wiring can cause a lamp to fail. Bad fellowship, bad company, bad advice are causes to failure in your lamp. Now, let's go back to Matthew 5 again. Verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. Salt is colorless and used as a food seasoning. What we have is colorless, but not powerless. Regardless of who you are, the salt we have is a seasoning so others can taste and see that the Lord is good. Food without salt is blanched, tasteless. That is why the unsaved cannot deliver God's word. They're tasteless. We are the seasoning for the world, not the other way around. The life we live should make the world thirsty. They should be looking to us for truth and direction. They should be following us, not us following them. Then it says, but if the salt have lost his savior, wherewith shall it be salted? If the salt has lost its taste, if the salt has lost its distinctive quality, if it is no longer appreciated or relished, if it no longer can produce an appetite on what it has been applied to, what good is it to taste? If what you say is blanched and has no taste, how can one taste and see that the Lord is good? I'm just, I just want you to examine yourself right now. Then it says, it is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trotted under foot of men. Salt that is wet or mixed with something is good for nothing. Don't become mixed with the cares of the world. Don't become mixed with other doctrines or the traditions of men. They can cause you to become tasteless. Verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. The world should be looking at you for light. One writer says, it is like a town put on a hill. You can see it from everywhere. When the world sees you, what do they see? A flickering light? Or a bright light. 
Does your light go off when it storms? Or does your light say the storm is passing over? Weeping may endure for a night, but my joy is coming in the morning. From a long way off in the dark, you can see light. If we are the light of the world, how does the world see our light? Again, is it flickering? Is what we say blanch and have no seasoning? Whether you knew it or not, people are looking and watching you. People watch you because of the way you look. It may be the way you act. Your color. It may be because of your walk. What you have on. They may be looking at you because of your hair. But regardless of why, they watch you. This is more the reason to let your light so shine that they may see the character that you are made up of. Proverbs says this in Bible basic English, the way of the upright is like the light of early morning, getting brighter and brighter to the full day. Our light should be getting brighter each day, not dimmer. The world is looking for an excuse to deny God. Let's give them a reason to believe there is a God. Jesus said this in John 8 and 12. I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. We should be saying to the world, follow me as I follow Christ. As long as we follow Christ, we will not walk in our own understanding, which is darkness. If we expect to have light and life, if we expect others to have the same, we must follow the true light. Jesus said this in John 9 and 5. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. As long as Christ is in you, you have and you are a light. But don't cover the light with flesh. No matter how confident you are, no matter how good you think you can see, if you walk in your own understanding, you will stumble. You can turn or you can hurt yourself and you could also hurt others. Regardless of how confident I am getting up at night to go to the refrigerator or the bathroom, there's something there that can hurt me. Whether Rosalind done cleaned the house and moved the cops back just a little bit, hit my toe, and the reaction is, ow. Not quietly. Loud. 
Not that the owl helps anything, but it hurt. So now what have I done? I've woken up everybody else in the house. What's wrong? Well, you ruined the couch. I knew I wasn't going to get through this without, without the, the side, side preachers. Verse 15 explains to us, Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Our light is not just for us to see in the house. But it is for everyone in our house to see. Fathers, you are the examples of the house. To your spouse and your children. And anyone else that might be in that house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Let others see what you are doing for God. Just in case you didn't realize it, but handing out cartoon tracks in the bathroom and passing them out in the parking lot is not a ministry of light. Let means allow your light to shine. Allow others to see Christ in you. It is easy to show Christ when everything goes your way. Huh? Oh, hallelujah. Clapping hands, dancing, singing. The Lord is good. Check is in the mail. It's written out just to me. Oh, the sale is over there at Walgreens and Walmart and, and Kmart and, and Target and I'm ready to go. Oh, the Lord is good. Oh, they see the smile on your face. You smiling so, so big, cheese cat. Can't nobody tell you nothing. But when people are treating you nasty, when everything is going wrong, that is when they need to see Christ in you. It is when food cost is up and your blood pressure stays down. Hello. It's when everybody is crying and complaining and you giving praise and honor. That's when they can see your light shining. While others are giving excuses, you giving thanks. Let's look at 1 John 1, 5 through 7 for a minute. It says... This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. How much darkness is in him? At all. He don't have darkness. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Did everybody read that? Amen. You say you got fellowship, 
but you still boogieing at the nightclub. What, what, what does that say about, that means something, something's flickering on. That means you lying. How many has, have actually ever told a lie? Boy, if a hand don't go up, you'd have lied already. <laughs> I, I didn't ask you, did you lie today that you kind of shamed to say something? I didn't say just. <laughs> Verse 7 says, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ has his son cleansed us from all sin. You see, in Revelation 1.5 it said, And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Now, I, you know how some of us are. I ain't, I mean, I ain't getting you know, in my blood. Some of us have got brave once, twice in a year. We, we, we give a pint to, to Blue Cross or whatnot. I, I ain't giving up none of my blood. <laughs> I need every bit I can get. Why oh, Red Cross? Why I say Blue Cross? <laughs> it was some kind of cross. <laughs> that shows you how much blood I'm giving up. Amen. But you see, we have been washed clean so our light may shine. We have been washed so our light can be seen. We have been washed with his blood so, so man's excuse cannot stand. We have been washed so we may be free and live with God eternally. Let us remember this. Just because you are a light, just because you carry a light, just because you are chosen by the light, does not mean everybody that sees it will receive it or accept it. Let me, let's close with, with this. Go to Acts chapter 13, starting at verse 44. Paul and Barnabas. It says, and the next Sabbath day came almost a whole city together to hear the word of God. But when the Jews saw the multitudes, they were filled with envy and spake against those things which were spoken by Paul, contradicting and blaspheming. Do you know that when you share the word of God with folks, there's going to be some that's going to be contradicting what you're saying? and blasphemy, and not agreeing, and they call themselves Christians. Then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold and said, It was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, but seeing ye put it from, from you, and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for salvation unto the end of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. 
and as many as were ordained to, inter, to eternal life believe. You see, just in sharing, it may be somebody that rejects it, but there's somebody that may receive it. I, I, I just... I just think back and I remember that that uh, we were having home Bible study and and Sister Regina was coming over to the house. We was living with Jefferson and just so happened her mother tagged along. And because of what was being shared, it intrigued her. A little salt. There was some seasoning there. There was some example of light being shown because she came with a daughter. And do you know what came out of that? She received Christ. And point being is, you just got to let your light so shine before everybody. I don't care who it is. Let it shine. It ain't no little light. It's a light. And let it shine before men that they may see. They may not receive it then. See, just like the Jews rejected them, there will be those that will reject you. It may be even from your own household. But just like they took it to the Gentiles, you continue and take that word that whoever comes before you. It may be the only life they read is your life. The only thing they can see is the life that you live. Well, we went to the movies, and, and everybody left one movie and, and ran into the next one without paying. But you said, I'm not going to do that. That may be the very thing that they see. You know, that person got some morals. That person does. Or they may actually just see when, when you're in a, in, a, in a public place and you give thanks over your food. You know, that, that's, saints, that's rare. It's rare today. Folks will, will give thanks over their food. And even though you know and you with folks in a gathering and some of them don't believe, but you, and because they don't believe, as soon as your steak or your, your chicken come, you pick it up, you eating, and you ain't said nothing. They see that. But for you to say, wait a minute, can we just give thanks? Give thanks for what? Give thanks because I'm, I'm thankful that he gave me the food. I'm thankful that the food was cooked. I'm thankful that it ain't spoiled. Amen. I'm thankful even for the people that, that cooked it. I thank the food that I'm about to receive for the nourishment of my body. I'm thankful that I'm here to taste it. There's a whole lot I can say I'm thankful for, so don't ask the question. You know, do you want the short prayer or the long prayer? But, but either way, I'm going to give thanks. Let us again. When you share some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. Not everyone can receive from you 
not everyone will receive from anyone. But God knows those that are his. And they that are his will receive. What is important, let your light so shine before everyone because you are a light. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours. No matter what it is.